All right, so here we are, and then it's Mitch and his dad podcast episode seven. Jesus, right? look at myself. Is this seven? Yeah, this yeah. is seven. Boy, time flies when you're having fun. And uh, and Dad's got a webcam now, so I'm not staring at him. And his, uh, I see he's got a big New York Yankees. Looks like a poster on the back of the door there, and you got a Cowboys. Uh, that's wall actually the clock. closet door you're looking at. Oh, okay. And that's a, is that a Cowboys wall clock behind you? It is. And you have the same map of the world that you once sent to me on my 19th birthday. National Geographic, right there. File cabinet right behind me with all kind of bumper stickers and magnets and stuff on there. <laughs> good, good. And uh, the oldest sweater I own on me. All right, that's good. So, so how how was your Christmas? Well, let's talk about your Christmas. All right, let's talk about my, my Christmas. Christmas. My Christmas has got nothing to talk about. Oh, okay. But let's hear about, like, the drive to, to Meredith's house was what day? Uh, Christmas Eve? No, the 23rd. So th- is Thursday. That Thursday? Yeah, Thursday. Yeah. Okay, so how, tell me about the drive. Uh, Well, I headed out... Where do you stop for your first gasoline fill-up? Oh, I don't. I just go all the way there. Really? You get good mileage. Yeah, yeah. I put it in cruise control, you know. I don't drive too crazy. Never use cruise control. Oh, yeah. See, I do. I feel like I'm losing control myself, you know. When I <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so you well, cruise control, and you get it. What kind of mileage do you get on that vehicle? Uh, the one I'm in now, I can get uh, from my place to uh, Meredith's place, my sister for everyone, um, in about three quarters of a tank. Uh, my last car, my Altima that I had, the uh, stick shift, it was a six speed, six gears, and uh, I was able to get there in a little over a half a tank. What is that, like 350, 350 miles, something like that? Yeah, something like that, 350, yeah, about 350, 360, something like that. So it takes you about seven hours, six and a half hours, five and a half. No, no, about, yeah, about four and a half or five, yeah. Going 75 the whole... You can't do it in four and a half hours. If you're going 75 the whole way... You have to go 80. If you're going 70 the whole way, let's just say, (laughs) that's five hours is 350 miles. You add those extra 25 miles on there, and that's a little under five hours. Uh, it's a five-hour thing. Okay. Five Well, not eight hours, anyway. So you get there what time? Oh, God, I don't remember, because I left... Uh, in the evening? Yeah, yeah, I think I got there around like 8.30, 9 o'clock, something like that. It wasn't that late, um, but they're an hour ahead, so I lose an hour going out. Yeah. And I left, because uh, I was off work at like noon, and then I had to, you know, pack and everything, so I was probably on the road by... I'd say two at the latest, and then uh, yeah. So yeah, you know. So all things considered, That's I think good. I got, you got there. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was it was weird because driving out there's uh, there was all these, uh, I mean, almost getting into Phoenix, there was all these signs and these electronic signs that were like expect extreme delays for the next you know fifty some odd miles traffic down to one lane, and uh, it kept saying that like it's going to be terrible, and then I I got to the spot where it was one lane and it was probably a mile and a half and i i think it 
took ten minutes out of my trip. It was it was just nothing. Was it construction or something? Yeah, yeah. I guess they're doing some big uh, construction. During thing. Christmas, they're doing construction. Clearly not, because again, there was no delay for me. I just was like, okay, I'll slow down to fifty five. Right. And uh, coming you, back, you, there was a, there was a part where it where it congested and it said expect extreme delays. And uh, that was a, probably about a little bit longer uh, to where I was. It was literally stopped and not moving for about twenty minutes, but then it was good. So now, either way, not a big this, deal. Was this the new house or the old house? Uh, her new house. Uh, is it close to the old house? Yeah, it's like right around the corner. Uh, very you still nice go house. out the Black Canyon Freeway? Uh, what is that? Highway Seventeen, yeah, yeah, Interstate. Yeah. yeah. So it's it's around the block. It's not it's not very far from the old from the old place. You remember the exit you get off? No, no, no I don't. Not offhand. Um, All right, but it's close to the other house. Yeah, it's, it's like I think it's the same exit. In fact, it's like it's like two blocks away from the old place. Yeah. Okay. So well, it's like good. not. It's it's down. It's a much Notice, nicer place, though. It's it's noticed it's big, bigger, huh? Much bigger. Yeah. They need more room with all the kids, you know. Well, yeah, they got it. I mean, they have, uh, let's see, there's a, a huge, well, like, entryway when you get in, and then a giant living room and a big open kitchen with the center, you know, console thing. Yeah. And yeah. then, uh, and so there's a room downstairs uh, for the kid um, that looks like, a, you know, pretty good-sized bedroom or a den, really. And then upstairs, there's three more bedrooms. And then there's a loft area upstairs, so like a playroom they call it, you know. Yeah. So it's very cool. What about the backyard? Uh, it's barren. You know, there's nothing going on. It's just I mean, dirt, but uh, it's sizable. I don't know that you could put a fool in there, but if you Send saw a block her last fence. one, huh? Send a block fence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love. That's what I love about Phoenix. It was send a block fences. <laughs> You know, we have these goofy wooden fences, and they're just so ugly. Yeah, they fall apart. They only look good for, like, the first three months, you know. After that, it's like, it's a disaster. Unless unless you keep them stained, I guess, you know. If you got that kind yeah, of time. Yeah, you'd have to go through. That would be nobody. I don't know anybody that does such a thing. Yeah. There are all people that spend a fortune and get a really nice fence, too, you know. No, you camera just Brick and all that stuff. And I think the center block's the best because it... For one thing, it blocks the noise really well, a cinder block fence. That's true. And it, 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 it is something cooling about it because it's got that space in between. That's why the houses the houses are usually made out of cinder block out there because it's cooler. You yeah, know, it's the yeah. cinder block is hollow in the middle, you know. Yeah. I like that, see? Yeah, definitely. You know, it's, uh, yeah. I don't, I'm, I'm trying to think what, I mean, it's been a while since I've seen a, you know, like track homes and stuff out in California. They're all in Orange County, and uh, yeah, I think they do the same thing out there because it's more. Suburban. Yeah, they do. Orange they County the, is they, is basically they, Phoenix. You know, it's very similar. Tile roof and all that. Yeah, yeah, all that. Stuff. All right, so you get there, and 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 and, and the first night, you don't go anywhere or anything. I, I mean, mean, I went out with a friend of mine. Yeah, my friend Sean and I went out for a bit. Uh, nothing. Where did you, know. you go? We just went to some bar. I don't remember some bar that he knew. And uh, we just, to a bar? Did y'all talk to girls and stuff or what? A little bit, little 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 girl talking. Yeah, a little bit of that. Girls just, that you knew or strange no, girls? Yeah, just just strangers. 
to strangers. There was uh, yeah. some girl and her friend, and uh, they were both like kind of flirty, and it was that, it's that kind of thing, you know, when you're out with your guy friend, you're like, who likes who, and how we how we work this out. Yeah. And, um, and uh, you know, he lives there, so and he was leaving town in the morning, so he he got the one girl's number. And, uh, but they were leaving, so I was like, oh, well, you know, like, well, what am I, I'm not gonna sit there and be like, hey, let me get your number, or anything, cause, whatever. If they wanted to hang out that night, it would have been a different story, but, you know, not, uh, I'm not making plans or anything, so. Uh, it's kind of like that, but. Uh, well, that's pretty interesting. <laughs> Alright, so. <laughs> yeah. Alright, so then. Yeah, so uh, I just go back. I actually went back to Sean's house that night. Hung out at his place. Uh, we watched some comedy, um, and then uh, after what you mean? Yeah, well, I mean we watched it on DVD. I got him a, a DVD of comedy for Christmas. Um, this guy Louis C.K. and I he I told him he really had to watch it because uh, I was. Kind you of said upset that, that like I would know who that is. Well, I'm not really saying it for you more than just it's just sort of anybody listening. So. Did I lose you over there? Your camera froze. There's a problem with the internet connection between you two. Oh, I see. It's just yelling at you. Okay, no worries. Well, I can hear you. That's what matters. But your picture is your picture is on pause right now. No, oh, okay. It's probably yeah. It's gonna ever. I guess when it slows down. They're giving me this message. Internet. Uh, the problem is probably not working. Now you're now you're okay. Yeah, uh, all of these problems are related to you because you got too many. You know, there's too much stuff over there. My stuff is so simple that right, it really right. never breaks down. It's always my fault. I see. Well, well you got all that. You know, you got paraphernalia. Ah, yes, paraphernalia indeed. Here, I'll That's close it. all my paraphernalia down so that. All know. right. So then on Christmas uh, Eve day. Uh, God, what did I do? Oh yeah, then I had did to you go. Stay, did you go there that night? You slept at Meredith's house, or you yeah, stayed yeah, I the, stayed at Meredith's for the rest of the time I was there because you know. Sean so you didn't go time. to the girls' house or nothing like that. <laughs> no, like I said, uh, I didn't. I didn't really talk to him. It was just a brief kind of conversation. Yeah, uh, boy. And one of them, I think, I think she was. It was one of those things. She made a. I don't remember what she said. She made a very. Um, lewd remark uh, kind of out of nowhere and I don't remember what it was but she made a very lewd remark and I was like hey yeah, that's the sign lewd remarks are signs yeah it's a good sign but uh, I it literally yeah. it, was, it just threw me off because I was by the way always, you notice over my right shoulder what do you see back in there I see go USA golf clubs oh, you don't golf see golf clubs yes I do you see, see them there with yeah, the head yeah. covers okay go ahead back to the girls uh I, I, because Sean and I were talking to her friend, and then this other girl came out, and and they started kind of talking very briefly. So it was like, oh, well, they know each other, and uh, so Sean went back to talk to the one girl. He just kind of turned, and he was talking to her. So I was like, and I turned to the other girl, and I don't remember, and I don't really remember what we had a very brief conversation, and then she made some remark, some very lewd remark. Um, I say lewd, but I, I shouldn't use that word because that always has negative connotations. She made an innuendo. Let's put it that way. And, well, uh, lewd is good. Yeah. So I was just like, oh. And then some guy that she knew was like, hey, I haven't seen you in forever. And, and then she was distracted. So I was like, well, I'm not going to get in the middle of that. And Sean was talking to the other girl. So I was like, I'll, I'll just stand here. What, and what smoke. did she look like, this bimbo? <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Let's not go hurling words around like bimbo here. 
Yeah, because she might be listening. Anyway, no, go ahead. No, no, uh, I just don't... Is I'm that not, a bad word, Bimbo? Yeah, it is. It, it, it implies, you know, is that, a, is that a slang, bad yeah, slang? I mean, come on, you know that. It wouldn't say, would you say Bimbo about a woman you held in high regard? No. Okay, well, there you go. I don't hold... Uh, why would I hold this woman in high regard? Well, I mean, I no, but I mean, there's... Anyway, I guess the default is to hold them in high regard, I think. I think she look the, like? by default you should hold people in high regard. Was she a white woman? Yes, she was a white girl. Did she have blonde hair? Yeah, yeah, I believe she did, yeah. Was it long? I think it was. Yeah. Was she fat? No, no. She was not she, fat? Not okay. fat, no. A little bit older, I think. She might have been a little older than well, me, age, or right. right around my age. Oh, jeez. She appeared to be in her 30s, or maybe oh, her attitude Lord. was of the 30s. So. Did they allow smoking in this joint? Oh, not at all. Nowhere in Phoenix, no. He had to stand up. That's why I was outside. I was smoking. Was she taking any kind of pills or stuff? Me? No. No, no she, she, oh, she. Oh, not that I know of. I, I didn't, I don't, I don't inquire about people's uh, medicinal... No, but I, uh, I thought maybe it was something you might have noticed. I mean, I, 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 I feel like the assumption here is that this girl was so messed up that she would just willy-nilly start making innuendos I, it's that's relatively normal in my life that people what? make uh, lewd remarks and that i would it, make them that as has well. nothing to do with my questions oh okay well then i'm curious where you this line of reasoning seems to be going towards something so that's i'm why trying I, to see the types of girls in a bar unknown with strangers uh-huh. would be attracted to you or you <laughs> to them you know back and forth uh, I I could. Was she like a mother type person? Did she have kids? Uh, and then was I, I don't think she had kids. She didn't seem motherly. She she. If she I was, had to guess, she was. I would say she's probably thirty one. If I if I literally just swinging swinging a miss kind of thing, uh, thirty one is where I'd peg her. What would you put if you had your choice between the two girlies? Uh, what would be your choice? Oh, I don't know. That's toughy. Uh, the other one was a little more, um, you know, smiling and laughing. And the other one seemed, and the one I was talking to was a little more like, cut to the chase, no flirt, you know? Uh-uh. <laughs> so, that's at least, I mean, this is this is all based on about 10 seconds of conversation. Well, that's so, what's I mean. important about this type of information, is it's very reflective of your immediate thing. And immediacy, as you know, in relationships, yeah. is the whole ball game. In what sense? Oh, it really is. I mean, you got to have that immediate thing, or else it's not going to be a thing. That's what I think. Well, I mean, I guess I, I'm curious what you mean by that. You know, I probably okay. Now, when you stand here, okay, are you at a bar, or at the bar, or you're at a table? I'm actually outside the bar having a cigarette. When you when you meet her? Yeah. Oh, so y'all are standing up. Yeah, we were all standing up outside smoking. The bar had just closed. Hands? Did you shake hands or anything? Or? Uh, no, I don't believe so, no. The bar closed? The bar closed. We all went outside to have a cigarette. And okay. just you before the bar closed, Sean and I were sitting at this table, and these two girls were standing next to our table, and I don't remember, somehow we struck up a four-way conversation. And yeah. then I said, hey, we should go smoke to Sean. And then uh, the other girl was like, great idea, let's smoke. So oh. we all went outside. 
And then uh, the uh, one, the slightly older girl, was out, you know, talking to other people, and then she walked up to her friend that Sean and I were talking to. Mostly uh, he was talking to, but I, you know, just thought, well, I'll throw a couple of words in here, help the guy out, kind of, you know. I'm a riffer, you know. I oh, yeah. riff. You know, it's it's like a improv <laughs> kind of thing. If he says something that's kind of funny, I'll I'll you know throw something on top of it that he can riff on, you know, make himself sound even funnier. Yeah. And then, and then you know it's it's playful and uh, and then they get that oh this guy's funny you know kind of thing and I'm like yeah, did you ever have the bar page you as something you weren't <coughs> page me yeah you know the bar can page you you know like somebody calls there looking for you and they have a page they have a pay a mic you know they have a a microphone of a you know a, what do you call it a PA system that has never happened in my life no. No. We used to do that on purpose, you know. Paging Dr. Marzoni. Oh. You know, like that. Oh, I see. No, no, I've never... I don't even... I, I can't even think of a time I've ever been in a bar and heard anybody get paged in my life. And I go to a lot of bars. Yeah. I don't even know... I well, get... there's bars and there's bars. Yeah, well, I mean, I'm just saying... Most bars that I'm familiar with were hotel bars, you know? Yeah, yeah, I know about hotel bars. I like a hotel That's bar. Normally, where I would be, I, I wouldn't be in like the neighborhood bar or something. Yeah, you know? well, I live in the neighborhood bar area of Hollywood. You, you've seen. Well, I do. You, yeah. In fact, so. there's more than just neighborhoods around here. That's a man. You got the weirdos of the world walking down the street. <laughs> well, it makes my. Uh, I got New Year's Eve coming up, and everybody's like, "What's your plan?" I'm like, "I don't need one. I'm, I live on Hollywood <laughs> Boulevard, man." That's right. <laughs> my plan starts with I'll walk out to the street and hit the nearest bar where there's people I want to talk to inside of it, and then okay, continue Christmas. along that path. Let's move along. Okay, yeah, Christmas. Christmas, so. Christmas Eve. Right, I'm at Meredith's house. Evening. Uh, yeah, all the uh, the the kids are home because they were staying with their grandparents during the day, and then at night they came back. And yeah. Then, uh, uh, oh, did y'all go out to eat, or did they have? Did you have company, or uh, was there... Sam, Meredith's boyfriend, Sam, and I went out to eat. Uh, we what? Went to... Meredith wasn't hungry. She was, you know, she was eating soup, and she's very pregnant. I mean, you know, she don't like to go out when she's very pregnant. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, and she was, she, she wanted soup. She didn't want to have like a big steak or anything, and, uh, and, uh, you know, so she, she was tired, so she just stayed in. So Sam and I went out, and we, we had some food, and then, uh, I think that was about it, really. And then I think I just went to sleep. Yeah. Okay, so Christmas Eve, there was like there was no gift giving on Christmas Eve. Um, there was a tree. They had a tree. Yeah, yeah, they had a tree. You know, usually Real you can tree? open you can open one gift the night before. Uh, and I think uh, oh, certain I th rules that people go by. Yeah, yeah. I don't remember. Um, now this would be much better if people could somehow see us. Like we see each other right now. No, well, I mean, we could start doing a video podcast, you know, shortly here, and then you know, people. Can is that what choose. this is? If, if that's what this would look like? Yeah, yeah. They pretty much just see the two of us yakking and away. People can't call us or anything, though. No, I'm afraid not. I mean, it wouldn't really matter because it's like they wouldn't know what the heck we were talking about. <laughs> they wouldn't hear it in real time. Right, so we go fast Christmas Eve. Now on yeah, Christmas yeah. Day morning. Yeah. Uh, 
Now the kids are got all the Santa uh, yeah, Claus. Kids are kids are opening up their gifts. Um, I was I was happy. Like, it was just as. I guess I've matured a bit. I never thought that I would become one of those people who was genuinely more excited about seeing people open the gifts that I had gotten for them than I was about even opening gifts. Like, I didn't oh, even think about oh. that at me getting anything. I went, I was like pretty much focused on, on my nieces, on Riley and Carly. Because uh, I had gotten Riley, you know, she she's all into drawing and stuff, so I guess she was going to get an easel or something she had asked for. And I was like, oh, well, I'll get her an easel. And Mary's like, no, I think uh, Lynn, you know, uh, their grandmother uh, had, uh, she was going to get her an easel. And I was like, good, I'll go get her a uh, bunch of art supplies. This, this is grandmother. Um, On uh, Blake's side, Carver. yeah. Yeah, Carver. Yeah, yeah, Carver, okay. yeah. Um, and so I, I went to an art supply store and I got her three, like, giant, I got these two, like, poster-sized drawing pads uh, yeah, and then I got her one slightly smaller one, and then I got her like uh, this set of artist brush pens that were really high quality, and some uh, nice like artist coloring pencils and various yes. things now, like that. This is Riley or Carly? Riley, Riley. Okay. So I kind of went all out. I was like, "Well, good. If she wants to draw, I want to you know encourage her, get her all the right tools and you know things to draw with and play with and stuff." And uh, and then uh, and then I got Carly a video game. And it was the one apparently like the day before she had she was screaming at Meredith and my, and my sister there she was screaming at, not screaming so much but she was like oh my god I really want this game blah 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 and that was the one that I got her so uh, just by yeah. coincidence you know Meredith didn't tell me to get her that one I just was like she'd love this one and uh, so they were both very excited and then and Riley pretty much spent the whole day drawing which made me very happy. Were you up waiting for them to get up, or were they already up opening presents when you got up? I don't. I think I just kind of woke up, you know, and then uh, I think they had spent part of the morning with their grandparents or something, or maybe they had maybe they had spent time, part of the maybe they were over there on Christmas Eve. I think that's what yeah. it was. I think they did stay the night Christmas Eve at the grandparents, and then oh, I saw so they came back that morning. Yeah, then they came back in the morning, and that's when that's uh, when we were all opening gifts and stuff. All right, now so. I'm going to now I'm going to dip into the past. Uh oh, because this was always a very strange thing to me. <clears throat> you and Meredith were little Santa Claus age children, which would be younger than Carly and Riley. Yeah. You wouldn't go to sleep on New Year's Eve. You would play like you were going to sleep. You mean Christmas Eve? Christmas Eve. Did I say New Year's Eve? Yeah, yeah. Christmas Eve. Yeah. Because Christmas Eve, we would want to put out the... Because I like to display. Yeah, yeah. You know, I didn't like the packages where you open stuff. I like the stuff on display, and I'd put them in two sections, so you would have the Meredith section and the Mitchell section. See what I, I mean? Re I recall this very well, yes. Okay. And you and there was a lot of stuff. Let's admit the Christmases oh, were. I, I, Meredith and I went off about our Christmases to Sam for about twenty minutes, and oh. uh, it it was enough to make a Jew weep. He was like, you know, I like this Christmas thing. I'm gonna I'm getting into this. I was like, look, I'm atheist, so me celebrating <laughs> Christmas is the same as you celebrating Christmas. So you can, you can, I mean, still celebrate Hanukkah if you want to, but I'm just saying, like, Christmas is where it's at, and it, it doesn't have to be religious. I don't know why they even connected. But anyway, so that would be, <coughs> Leslie, your mom and I setting this up, you know, whatever it took to set it up so that it was presentable 
as soon as you came in, you know, there it would be like Santa set it down there. But the funny thing was, by the time we finished setting this up, and it, you know, it'd be like one o'clock in the morning. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Two o'clock sometime, and I would go in and look in your bedrooms, you know, because you had separate bedrooms. Just kind of peer in there, right. you know, make sure you're always sleeping and all that. Then we do the thing, and then after that, it would take us about an hour. We would go to bed. Mm-hmm. Well, as soon as I got in bed, I could hear the two of you already. <laughs> I mean, you know what I mean? It was like immediate. Yeah. Well, so you must have been playing possum in there. I, You know, honestly, my recollection is Christmas Eve was the hardest night to sleep. I remember going like, Obviously, I mean, sleep. I was sitting there, I remember going like, it was that thing where you sit in bed and you're like, come on, sleep, 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 sleep. And you're, and you're yeah. just thinking, I want to go to bed because I really did. I wanted to go to sleep, to sleep through the Santa's <laughs> thing. And then, and, and then I knew the moment I woke up, it was, it was presence time. I'm and, telling uh, and, mo- and most of the time, pretty much until, I, I think until high school, frankly, uh, <laughs> Meredith woke me up. So I don't know if if she. It's almost like she had sonar, but so a lot she's of times the she culprit even, here, then, and that makes her the culprit. Well, I don't know that she even faked it. I think because I can remember, uh, you it guys, was, it's impossible you, to wake me up. But would, that was very easy to wake me up. It was almost like I was already awake. So after I, after your mom and I went to bed, there was never more than a half an hour that passed when we didn't hear the voices in the other room. Uh, I mean, it was unbelievable. And so then we would get up and go in there, you know, and here it is now. It's like 3 o'clock in the morning, and here we are with this. And I couldn't (laughs) do anything about it. I mean, I tried all kinds of things. So what what I'm going to do is set the alarm for 5 o'clock in the morning, get up and then put the Santa Claus. Oh, your mother says, oh, but they might get up before, and then there wouldn't be anything under the tree. Oh, God, man. So we we, we couldn't work it out so that... This didn't keep happening, but it was amazing to me how how y'all could you just get up in the middle of the night like zombies or something. Yeah, I really it's that that I mean again I'm impossible to wake up, uh, uh, but I remember I remember being very much a dead asleep, and Meredith would wake Meredith would come in and wake up, you know, and, yeah. I, and I would just spring awake and and shoot in there and it was always yeah you guys had it was like a store display there would be it was just insane things were arranged (laughs) and color coordinated and oh it was unbelievable you'd have everything put together and and like yeah oh none of those ribbons and bows on top of things either it was like usually it was just as it would be if you saw it in a store window exactly yeah, I, yeah, yeah. Many times, it's a, Meredith and I had said that to, to Sam. We were we were very you know reminiscent about. I said I said I said to her, and and she said the same thing to me. It was like I don't recall a Christmas, and this is going to make me sound incredibly spoiled, but I don't remember ever having a Christmas that was in any way disappointing or that something I asked for I didn't get ever. In fact, well, we, we went through great lengths. I mean, when we were in the woodlands, <laughs> Meredith got the bike with the training wheels. Yeah. And I think you got the big wheel thing. Oh, man, that big wheel. Yeah, the big I love wheel. that big wheel. Jeez. And she got the training bike. And in fact, she was riding that bike without the training wheels by the end of Christmas Day. <coughs> wow. 
I remember holding the back of the seat. I had taken the wheels off, and I held the back of the seat and let it go around that little circle we had in the cul-de-sac. Yeah. And then I just let go of the seat, and she just kept going. Well, but, I will tell you, Mom kept up that tradition that you speak of uh, yeah. to to her final day. I mean, the last <laughs> Christmas I had with her, she did the same exact thing. Well, it was her birthday, and that's uh, you know that's a pretty special thing to have your birthday on Christmas. Although some people would not want it to be that way. Yeah, she never you know, had a you problem. You kind of get shorted when you have your birthday <laughs> on Christmas. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but she seemed you know she was always such a pain in the butt to get her to open any of her gifts anyway. I mean, you had to really, you had to really wrangle because she was like, "Hold on, I got to go get the pies out of the, you know, or yeah. oh, I got to finish cleaning this, so let me just make sure the wrapping paper's put away, or you know." And you'd be like, "No, sit down. It's your birthday. You got gifts to open. I'll get them in a minute. Let me just, you know, go get this thing." Yeah. You know, jeez. Oh yeah. So no, but she kept that. I kept that up, and and I did that. Uh, a few years with uh, me and uh, Meredith's ex, Blake, would stay up and do it, and I. I actually, this Christmas, I was almost going to tell Carly and Riley a, a story I've been saving since they were children about the Christmas at Mom's house where uh, they got, like, a giant dollhouse. And Blake came out, like, <laughs> Blake had been drinking, and Meredith was dead tired. And uh, she had been drinking, too. And, and they both, like, Meredith was like, all right, Blake, you got to put the house together. And she was like passed out. And Blake's like, come on, Mitch. You got to put the house together. And I didn't know what he was talking about. And he brings out this giant thing. It's got like 500 pieces. It, may, it must have taken us two hours. He fell down. Oh, they had all the little furniture and everything. Oh, yeah, it did. It was just. I mean, it, seriously, it must have taken two hours to put together. Blake fell down on it a few times. And the whole time, every once in a while, Meredith would get up and be like, shh, you're going to wake up the kids. And uh, and I arranged it all nice, you know, just like you guys did. I arranged it all, trying to put every, make this big display out of it and everything, and put gifts on the side of it. And uh, that was it was quite a trial. And I just remember sitting there going, "God, is this what my parents went through every year?" Now you see, one of the things that you should get from all of this is to know the joy of being a parent, because Christmas morning to a parent is particularly the first few Christmases when you're just, you know, barely walking and you just can't believe what's out there and Santa brought it and all that stuff. Yeah. I mean, it's an awesome feeling to be a parent during that time. I mean, it's just... But you, one thing about kids, you will always be happier for your children's happiness than for anything you could do for your own happiness. In other words... When I see you in a good mood or doing something that's making you excited and happy, even now as a full adult, that that's what I that's that that's what makes me happier than anything I would accomplish or, or do. And that's 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 what it is to be a parent. And it, it's also why I get sort of I'm not going to say disappointed because I do hate that word, but I do get just sort of inquisitive as to you know why there's not more communication with with my kids right. particularly on the three days a year that I try to get communication and it just kind of I don't know yeah I dropped the ball this year I meant to call you on Christmas well, I can't, you can't blame yourself yeah. for that that in yeah. Meredith I saw you, you got the call and you called through 
And Meredith, in fact, said that. She was like, we got to call Dad. And I was like, yeah, he called earlier. And she's like, why didn't you tell me? I was like, it was a big, everybody was running around and yelling. And I just thought, oh, we'll call him later. And then, you know, it was just, the, the, that never well, quieted down. Well, the fact that I had to call you was very depressing for me. I, I was really depressed at that point. I'm sorry. But, um. Well, did you have a good it, Christmas, though? I mean, like. I had, right, I had a normal Christmas. It wasn't, you know, it wasn't, uh. We go to the movies on Christmas and we have a big meal and except those years when we travel on Christmas oh, okay. we got in a habit there for a while where we would travel on Christmas weekend or Christmas week. We would go on a trip and you know, like that. But this year we didn't do that, so uh Well did you get get to, did you get all like be like sit down and watch some Ken Burns or what's up? What's well, I watched the first Segment. See, I, I'm funny about these things. It's just like my Soprano stuff. I, I don't want to watch it. You know, I don't want to like get it, get too fast through. Yeah, it. yeah, I understand. I understand. So the thing, the thing that you gave me was is by the innings. Like yeah. this. Okay. Well, I mean, you could go immediately to the tenth inning and see the newest one. You know, which sure. uh, you know, I'm not going to do that. I'm going back to the first inning. So the first inning is good because it's like 1850 or something. You know. <laughs> Wow, wow. <laughs> so, uh, anyway, yeah, I watched the first episode, and that was it. I, uh, mm -hmm. I watched some more this coming Sunday. <laughs> oh, this is one of those they'll take every... How long, I mean, I, I understand it's it's a... What is it, like an hour, two hours per segment or something? Uh, Yeah. I, no, I would say... you got to realize it's ran on PBS, and they don't do things exactly an hour or exactly two hours. Everything is like 40 minutes. Yeah, that's true. So that's what I would say. It was less than an hour, the one segment. Now he was saying, I listened, to an, I listened to an interview with him today, oddly enough, and he was talking about that 10th inning thing. So this yeah. was like, this was just before, this was from just before that was released. And he was saying it was like four hours they added on to it. And he said that they no, went into I mean, that's the whole DVD. I'm not talking about listening to the whole DVD. Oh, I just, okay. Oh, okay. The whole DVD's got more than 50 minutes on it. Okay. But it's it's just like I would have watched it on TV. You know, I watched oh. the one segment. Oh, okay. It's like The Sopranos. I watch one segment. I don't sit down and watch five hours of it, you know. Well, I'm saying when you say, like, because, again, it's called the it's the ninth inning and then it's turned tenth inning. So it's like yeah. each inning is several segments? Yes, but uh, I think... I think that changes up as it goes through. In other words, he will have some... I think some cases the subject matter stays the same throughout the whole inning. Mm. Like when he gets around to uh, Babe Ruth. Right, okay. You know, it's, he kind of elongates it somewhat. Uh, this first episode is kind of up to the Babe Ruth era. It kind of... It's mm. not the full Babe Ruth thing. But it's all this, you know, black and white pictures and, you know, it's just really original baseball, you know, with the gloves that only had two fingers in them, you know, and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. And it's just fun to, fun to see. It's just really fun. He does such a good job with it. Uh, he's a flagrant liberal, but he's very good at doing TV, uh, <laughs> TV stuff. But, uh, yeah, that's... Uh, I'm trying to work out the schedule because I've just started doing my Sopranos uh, thing. I skip a year between my Soprano things, so I didn't watch Sopranos last year for the whole year. 
Mm. And there's 86 epo- episodes. Right. So, so you I have to do watch two like, a week. Uh, about two a week is what I'll do. So I just watched. Uh, I just watched uh, the first episode, the first disc, first episode. Mm, I got you. And I'll be watching the second episode probably tomorrow. What it is is each disc has a certain number of episodes on. It's the same way as yeah, the, the yeah. I've baseball thing. Uh, I think I've got season three and four on DVD. Yeah. I don't have the whole. Well, I don't have what you have. One. Three and four is good. Yeah, yeah. But that's I've got, on the, one I've got of course, the one with the Russian. Yeah. But and this is to, one disc. Three I, and four. I had made a remark when the whole WikiLeaks thing had gone down. I said, is Julian Assange going to release the cable that explains what happened to that Russian guy? <laughs> and, uh, a lot of people. Got a lot of people all riled up. You know, They're like, yeah, right? Whatever happened to that guy? It's like... Uh, well, I think it is a... Uh, it's one of those powerhouse jokes you get to hang on to for life. Is uh, what happened to the it, Russian guy? Well, it's a memory. It's a. It's a. <laughs> I think it's something that was handled badly. If we ask my opinion, you think they really should have gone into what happened to him? Well, I think they should have done something. I mean, they didn't do anything. Yeah, you know, they should have done something. You know what I love when you go through the Sopranos, and it's a huge thing. The DVD package for the whole. Yeah series, the whole history of The Sopranos, it's a big old giant Oh, thing. yeah, it's like 20 pounds, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's real heavy. But they have one disc that's nothing but interviews with David Chase, the creator, and other writers and directors, and you know, because he had different directors for different series. And that was really as enjoyable as anything, to just listen to that, because that was, you know, that was six hours about. And it was all this really inside information. And he made a point that when he when he first started, he had them all sitting, the whole cast, and everybody was sitting at the same table. And he said, there's two things I want to make sure we do in every episode. And somebody yells out, yeah, you want to knock somebody off in every episode. <laughs> and he said, no, that's not a goal. So the goal is I want to have a lot of eating. And I want to have something in the way of a strange use of the English language where it's, you know, like a double meaning or it's, uh, and he does that very well. Now, from episode one, for instance, that I just watched this past week, the, what it was was they were talking about that they were in the environmental waste management business and, uh, they were comparing that to going into something more legitimate and, you know, a little more classy and so forth. And Christopher says, <laughs> Yeah, but picking up garbage is our bread and butter. <laughs> you see what I mean? Right, In other right. words, he ties, he ties the term bread and butter to garbage. I mean, that's what I'm saying they do. He does that in every episode at least once. Some of the episodes he does it two or three times. But what's funny is as many times as I've watched these different series and all, there's always something new when you watch it again, you know? Yeah. And that will yeah. be the same with watching this Burns thing because I don't remember it very well. Oh, you watched I, it when it came on, you mean? Well, I did. I, of course, I didn't see the tenth inning because that's a new thing. But I didn't even see all of it, you know, 
I would miss a night, and I'd have to figure out how to catch up. And so I didn't see all of it anyway. But I noticed just watching this first episode, which I did see before, I couldn't remember it at all. I mean, I'm watching it, and it's like I never saw it before. So I'm thinking, okay, this is going to be really good because the whole thing is going to be that way. And I even have that with The Sopranos. I mean, I have parts of it that still surprise me, you know? Yeah, yeah. But that is that is a technical advance, I guess you could call it, that really brings me tremendous pleasure is to have these sets like that baseball set or the Sopranos or whatever it might be. Like I have all the, uh, I have like Humphrey Bogart movies in a set. Oh, right, I, yeah, yeah. Got it. I got it at one of those secondhand DVD stores. You ever go to one of those? Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, yeah I love those places. Yeah. And um, anyway, I have that kind of stuff like Boris Koloff movies or Bela Lugosi movies, uh, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm kind of into that. I like, the, I like those set things. You got like the that. Hitchcock collection? Yeah, I do. Yeah, I would think so, I yeah. I got the Woody Allen. Well, yeah, that makes sense. Of course, his is always... He's always coming up with new movies, so you, you, you're really not getting all his movies, you know. That's probably true, yeah. But uh, anyway, so no, I, I don't have anything to really report to you about our Christmas because there was really nothing, I think, that I would say generally interesting about it. I mean, we always have a good time with it because we go to the movies and we get all dressed up and we go eat or we eat at home, whatever we do in that particular year. But... Uh, and we have the Chris, you know, we have Christmas morning, of course. With all of, we have all the presents for each other, right, which right. You, you know are wrapped and ribboned and got tags on them, and they're piled under the real Christmas tree that we get every year. Ah, and, none of that, none of that plastic tree, huh? Oh no, no. We get we go we go on uh, we go on uh, Thanksgiving weekend to get the tree, <laughs> and then we keep it up through New Year's. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's a sort of standard thing. I'm going to tell you something. I don't know if you can see. I have, I a, just, I have a tree right back there, a little tiny. I found oh, at yeah, Target a little it. black tree, and I got little red lights yeah, on what, it and Star Wars what ornaments. We, what we did a couple of years ago, we had this condo in Florida we go to, and um, <coughs> it's uh, it's actually in a little town called Osprey, Florida, right on the Gulf. It's just south of Sarasota. Beautiful place. And uh, I went down, I drove down by myself, and then Jenny came later and flew down. And before she got there, I had gone out and gotten Christmas stuff for the condo. And one of the things I got was a tree similar to that thing you're showing me there behind you. It had little lights on it, little ornaments. You'd plug it in, and they blink and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. And then I got some stuff to put in the front window, like, like a snowman with neon lights on it, you know, and there the snowflakes. And the, so <laughs> it was like we had a Florida Christmas. It was 80 degrees, you know. <laughs> so that's the kind of stuff that we've done in the past. Go to New Orleans and stay down in the French Quarter and all that kind of So uh, I wanted to mention something to you that I'm not going to be able to expound on it because I do not want to talk about it publicly, but I do want to mention it to you so that you remind me of it the next time we're having a private telephone conversation. Okay. I have discovered in my own brain... 
I don't know why it came up in my brain. Something that I think that you and Meredith have a total misconception of. Okay. And I want to I want to tell you about it, and hopefully it's not a big deal. It's nothing negative, but it is something that just from your comments about this subject, even very current type comments. Um, I was thinking about the comments, and it suddenly dawned to me that you are thinking one thing happened, or one about you're thinking one fact about certain people and things that is not true. So we can't yeah, talk okay. about it over here, uh, and I should be it's doing this. Incredibly vague, so I don't know what I don't even know where we're going from. But very okay. mysterious. Just remind me the next time we have a private telephone conversation okay. or something. Well, you're probably right that we have misconceptions. I think that's fair to say. Oh, yeah. And I and I think that, you know, it was during a time when I was searching in my brain as to why you two treat me like you do. Treat and you like you do? What does that mean? Don't even call me on Christmas. And I was thinking of, uh, I was trying to think of the reasons why that could be. Because it, it's not the first time it's happened. We haven't and, seen you. Let's be fair. We haven't seen you on Christmas. In that's nothing I, I to do. It, really, had, it does. It's that out of that, sight, out of you know. It's, it's absolutely it's, nothing to do with this at it's all. It's difficult to you know. It's one of. The, I really did. I remember. I was sitting there and I was like, I got to call Dad, but you know, there's there's all this noise, I and I saw your call. I was like, okay, I'll call him. I, I just. I would rather if you didn't even tell me that. I'm not interested. <laughs> There's nothing that can be done about it at this point, other than to think about next year, maybe, if I'm yeah. still here. You will still be here. Well, if I'm here... we got to do the one-year anniversary of uh, the podcast. Problem. But, um, anyway, that's what brought me to this subject I want to talk to you about privately, because I was thinking of things that would cause you guys to be the way you are, and... This might be one of the things. It's not the main thing or the biggest thing or anything like that, but it could be, you know, sort of, I mean, I could just hear the two of you talking about this. Let's put it that way. <laughs> okay. Well, I mean, we'll have to save it. Hold on. I want to show you something. I have to show you something I got. All right. I've, I've had this for a while, uh, and, and it's one of those things where I keep it up in every apartment I have, and every time that I forget that I have it and I find it, it it gets me every time. So so it's this card here. It's a greeting card. I don't know if you can see it. It's a yeah. father and a son walking on the beach, and it says, yeah. "Anyone can be a father, but it takes a special man to be a dad." One of those cheesy Hallmark like in yeah, cursive, I right? Hallmark. I Hello. think you've seen this before. Yes. Happy Father's Day, and then inside it's Tony Soprano screaming at AJ. Absolutely. And, uh, I just I was I just always enjoy it's really got nothing to do with this conversation it's just it was sitting up on my mantle and and everyone who sees this is tricked by it because they all go like why do you have a Father's Day card you know this cheesy and they open it up every time it gets them just it's it's uh, well you know you have the, one you have that one you got that one I don't even remember well, how it's I got actually that. it's actually in one of my soprano sort of collectible books that I have this. It's like a big, uh, I don't know what you would call it. It's just like a, you know, a cocktail table book. And it's all about the Sopranos and different uh, stuff and okay. cartoons and regular, you know, things that was on the show, all kinds of stuff. Oh, okay. And uh, that card is in there. Ah, okay. In that book. 
I think uh, yeah, I've seen I think it. it probably because of the fact that I have, you know, I subscribe to HBO and and I'll get these weird things from Time Warner and stuff. That might have been how I got it. That's probably what it was. Yeah, probably was. I also have but, one of uh, Darth Vader that oh. also was a Happy Father's Day thing because I saw the last, I saw episode three on Father's Day. And it was a special yeah. poster. I don't remember what it said though. It was some kind of cheesy me thing. On that day, what's that? You remember calling me on that day? I don't remember no. much about that day. That was a long time ago. That was episode three. What was that, 2003? That's what I'm saying. That's terrible. Hey, anyway. I, I prob- look, I've been, I'm usually pretty good about calling you on Father's Day. Well, you're better than Meredith by a hundred, <laughs> I can tell you that. Now, but, now I, got, I got better at it when I found out that I was competing with my half-brother, Tommy. Then I then it became fun. Well, then it he, became he like now fun. I gotta beat now he I gotta makes, beat Tommy to the punch. He makes a funny thing about that. It's like Mary <laughs> Sheila sometime will call like on Christmas Eve. Nah. And Tommy will say, That does not count. <laughs> <laughs> well, I remember I called you one year on Father's Day. Uh I believe it was Father's Day. Yeah. Uh, and I had called you. And the phone cut out, and so I went outside, called you again, and I was calling your cell phone, and Tommy was calling the house phone, and you were nearer to the house phone, so you picked it up. You picked up Tommy's call, so I was like, I would have beat him to it. Well, I think you have beat him a couple of times, so I don't know whether it's Christmas or what it is. I remember, yeah. But, uh, because he used to call first thing. Now, now that he's married again. Oh, is he? I didn't uh, know that. Did I tell you he was married? No, I didn't hear anything about that. Well, he's last been married. I heard, he was he was the the bachelor of uh, of Purvis. No, he's been married for a while now, over a year, I think. Oh wow! Anyway, well, I noticed that since he's been married again, that uh, you know you got a wife in your life, you it kind of takes a piece of your life. So he he doesn't call me nearly as often as he used to. Right. But um, so, are you saying I'm the only child without an excuse because I got no kids and no girlfriend or wife or anything? No, I didn't. I didn't even thought <laughs> of that. Kidding, actually, it just makes a good excuse. I yeah. think. Well, to be what, fair, we do talk at least once a week now. So, well, you and I are communicating now from a standpoint of time, much more than I communicate with any kids of mine. I mean, not even close. Yeah, I've had some conversations with Tommy on the phone where we talk for two hours and stuff like that, but that's not, not that don't happen anymore. Yeah, you know. But I have the same problem with Robert. You know, my grandson Robert. Yeah. I mean, he, he he doesn't answer my calls. He doesn't call me back. You know, he's busy. Yeah, he's still he's, uh, in baseball, right? Minor leagues or what's the deal? Oh, he's in college. 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 Is he on and, a baseball scholarship? Yeah, yeah. sure. Is. Look at him go. And then uh, he's got a girlfriend and all that, so that's good. Papa is in the background, you know. Mm. You know, right. does he does he know about the podcast? No, no. Well, he, you might. I don't know. I shouldn't say no because I know Sheila knows, and maybe when Sheila knows, because he'd it, be all hooked up into it. He'd know about the internet and everything else. He probably got you know. Yeah, he, about he that. probably, probably like, know hey. something about it, but I, I never did really announce it. But I, I figured. I know Sheila found out obviously from Meredith, and then uh, Tommy. Yeah, you Tommy that, yeah. can't even hook up, but I think Kelly has now found out about it, and she might be the one to tell Robert because she's like my 
source of information about Robert, you know. Mm. Kelly, by the way, everyone, Kelly is his granddaughter, my my first niece, my half-brother's daughter. You do realize that a man like me that has no brothers or sisters, therefore can have no nieces or nephews. Did you think of that? I did, I did. We went through, Jenny and I found this article. But you made up for it because you got four kids, so. Yeah, exactly. There you go. But but, uh, we found this article about clarifying first cousins, second cousins, third cousins, first cousins, once removed, all that stuff. Yeah, what is the once removed or twice removed? What does that even mean? Well, it means like... uh, well, you know who your cousins are. Your cousins... You know who your cousins are. Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay, mostly on mom's side. I don't have any, I don't have any brothers or sisters. Right, so... But I if I had cousins, any... Yeah. That's true. Their okay. children would be... Right, okay. So your cousins are your mother's sisters and brother's kids. Right. Those are your first cousins. Okay. Okay? Right. Now, their children are your second cousins. Okay. And their children are your second cousins once removed. Oh, they wouldn't be third cousins. Well, they would be third cousins. It's the same thing. It works the same exact way. Oh, okay. All right. It is not unlawful to marry a third cousin. (laughs) I see. It is unlawful to marry a first or second cousin no, in most uh, states. I think there's a couple of states, like you know Vermont or somewhere, yeah, yeah. Georgia, or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't be picking on the South now. <laughs> Georgia has become a very sophisticated place with Atlanta. You know, Atlanta's of course, yeah. Uh, anybody? No, I've, I've, I've heard about Atlanta. You have, although huh? maybe I, I'm, you know what? Uh, to be fair. Atlanta and Atlantic City, I mix up all the time, so it's possible oh, that I've heard a lot more about Atlantic City. But oh, I had a roommate from Atlanta uh, for a while there, so yeah, I don't like Atlanta. No. I'm not an Atlanta. I don't like Atlanta at all. I never forgive them for what they did to Pete Maravich, the famous LSU basketball player. Yeah, that was a real shame. I have no idea what you're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> I know. There's no one listening that knows yeah, what I'm yeah. talking. Uh, now, uh, do you uh, do you keep uh, New Year's resolutions? Do you do you do that? Uh, do I do I make resolutions or do I keep resolutions? <laughs> well, do you make them with the intent of keeping them? Uh, well, see, one of my New all. Year's resolutions this year. In fact, it'll be two of them this year. Is to keep up with my uh, series DVDs, like the baseball and the Soprano. <laughs> Okay, that's the resolution because it takes a little discipline to do it that way. Sure, sure. Uh, other resolutions that I might make would probably be related to my golf game or something I want to do for Jenny, you know, that kind of thing. Right, right. Like I had a resolution last year that I was going to come out to California and see you and go to Phoenix and see Meredith. That was one of my biggest. That was a big thing for us to do, you know. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so that was one of them. Mm. 
Now, you know, you might want to think about something, and don't don't take this as a formal uh, invitation, although I'm sure it, it would be okay. But there's a tentative plan right now. Tommy's apparently going to sell his big house that he has, that he built himself, no, right, that one, and yeah. move to another house. I know nothing about the other house, when this is going to happen, or anything like that. But he did mention to me that he would like Jenny and I to come at Christmas next year to his new house. And I don't even know. I mean, I was the first I'd even heard about a new house, so that's how little I know about it. Right, right. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to open that invitation to you if you want to come out. And uh, I don't know about Meredith. She'll have so many kids by that time. I don't know why she'll be tracking around too much. But uh, if you wanted to come out there at Christmas, you could do that. I know uh, Jenny's son would probably come over. The chef. Oh, yeah, that's right. He's a chef now. Yeah. Hmm. Todd. Yeah. Christmas in Mississippi. Yeah, I'm telling you. Well, we would probably stay in New Orleans because mm. it's pretty short to drive over to his house. Like, like I would, we'd probably stay down in French Quarter, and then just like on Christmas morning or something, drive over to his house. Yeah, I've done that ten. since I was what, like ten, ten or eleven. Huh? I haven't done that since I was like ten or eleven. Go to New Orleans for Christmas. I mean, yeah. Well, you went there for Mardi Gras too. Yeah, yeah. I, I remember I went made a few trips, and it's weird because they all blur together now. Where it's like I don't remember what I did on what trip. I'm like I remember lighting firecrackers and at some outside of somebody's house in the middle of the night, and uh, I remember uh, eating crawdads. That would have been Mardi Gras. Remember the Christmas thing? Uh, yeah, I have vague memories of a lot of that crazy stuff. I remember, well, uh, it's uh, you know it's, it's part of your life. You get to where you think about stuff like that as you get old. You start thinking about things that you think you had forgotten. You know, you just start thinking about them. I don't know how that happens, but I remember that Todd gave me a uh, made me a, a cassette tape copy of Metallica's "Ride the Lightning" album. Yeah, you've told me this story yeah. about six times. Uh, boy, yeah, is it boring? Well, whatever. Anyway, I, mean, I remember like, that. <laughs> it's really boring. Well, that dude. was a huge deal to me. Well, that's the end of that story. It wasn't much of a story. It was just sort of like, I remember that he did that. Yeah, you see, now that yeah. was an important thing to you, because that's yeah. why you remembered it. And I got I to gotta one day, you know, thank him for that. Well, just come out next Christmas. And, uh, yeah. I'll you won't get him. on an airplane, though, will you? Where did you get that? You're the one that hates flying. Yeah, well, you don't mind getting on the airplane? Because you would have to get on an airplane to come to Oh, yeah, all. yeah, absolutely, I would. Uh, no, I don't really you know. mind. I mean, yeah, I feel like cattle, and, and I, I, you know, it's it's one of those things oh, when you hear t- the airline industries bitch and complain about, you know, how they're losing money. I'm like, you know, there's a very, very blaringly obvious reason why people don't like flying these days, you guys. There's... I wish that you could... I think you can. I think it's legally allowed, because I was hearing that, that airlines can opt out of certain security restrictions. If I had my druthers, so to speak, I would make a don't-care-air. And uh, <laughs> and there would be no security. We would be on the honor system. If yeah. you look shady, you're not coming on the plane. That's no, it. No race or any of that stuff. No age or race. Just if you've got some shady looks... 
ask a few basic questions, watch their eyes, probably get somebody from the mob to run it because they're good. <laughs> they're good at watching the eyes, you know. Yeah. And uh, and they just be like, "Where are you going? And what are you gonna do when you get there?" Ah, yeah. yeah, yeah, that's pretty good. So, what are you carrying with you today? You know, that kind of thing. <laughs> you know? Where are you from? What do you do for a living? Where are you? Where'd you grow up? You know, who's your father? <laughs> you know, that kind of. And then if you pass the if you pass the semi rigorous mob questionnaire, then on yeah. the plane you go. And we don't do any of this safety crap with the, you know, here's how you buckle the seatbelt. If you can't figure it out, well, I'm sorry, it's Darwin's law in effect. How about, how about how having two seats belt. on each side of the aisle instead of three? That's fine, too. I feel Take like we probably get less people booking. seats with a lot of leg room. Oh, yeah. Big wide aisle going down. I would actually just, it'd be couches, you know. All right, now, I have, a, I have a skit, uh, I have a skit, uh, idea a skit okay what do you call that no a uh what do you call it? you don't call it a skit a, you talking uh, about for me to do on stage a bit yeah yeah okay go for it a bit is that a, a skit? skit yeah whatever a bit i usually call it a bit, bit. a bit a skit i think is more uh dateline london england okay what's this now dateline london england okay okay this is the boredom enthusiast club only the British would even think of this. Yeah. But from these pieces that I'm going to read you, I'm going to dodge around, just pick up a couple of pieces. You will come up with ideas for your, for your, to make it even funnier than it is. I've already got one, so go ahead. Okay. <laughs> First guy up, they have a meeting of all these people that want to come and listen to something boring. Boring. So they, they fill the auditorium with, with boredom and enthusiasts. Like, okay? All right. Okay, so this guy, William Barrett, is the commentator the commentator guy. He gives him in there. And the first guy comes up, and he recites the names of every single one of the 415 colors listed in the paint catalog. Okay. <laughs> That's the first guy. <laughs> okay, then 20 speakers, by the way, will speak at this thing. Last nine hours. Next, the next guy comes up, and he's speaking of the intangible beauty of car park roofs. Now, this, this car park is a parking lot Yeah, to us. The next guy speaks of personal reflections on the English breakfast. <laughs> of which there are many. The next guy comes up, my relationship with bus routes. <laughs> It costs them 15 pounds to get in this door for this thing, which is about $24. And uh, it goes on and on. And they, they interviewed some of the audience, and they said most of them say that they just love boring things because life is so stimulating right now that it's good to just relax and be bored. <laughs> and let me give you a couple <laughs> of the other ones. <laughs> One guy's a founder of a thing called the Stationary Club. Uh -huh. which has only 45 members, and they meet to discuss pens, paper clips, and post-it notes. <laughs> <laughs> Man. Uh, then they have the Boring Institute, which is a website, apparently. It offers advice on how to avoid too much boredom. <laughs> and... 
<laughs> yes, because too much of a good thing can be bad. Exactly. Okay, so then uh, uh, they, they talk about the fact that when you're in the Marines and the Army, you get very bored. It's a kind of a bored boredom thing. Uh, I'm trying to see if there was another one here. Uh, well, see, I'm instantly reminded of... Uh, Jerry Seinfeld. Did you ever see that that documentary? I don't. This the sellout. This event. They didn't have enough seats for the people trying to get in. Go ahead. Seinfeld. Do what? <laughs> did you ever see that documentary he did called Comedian? No. Let me finish this first. All right. All right go ahead. <sighs> this guy steps up and he says, "I own fifty-five neckties." Forty-five point five percent of them are of a single color. By December, this tie collection will have jumped by thirty-six percent. Although the share of single-color ties will fall by one point five percent. Generally, my ties are getting slightly more colorful. By December, sixty-four percent of the ties will polyester. Seventy-three percent will be polyester. Worse polyester in June. They then have a guy who does a milk test tasting test. Ugh. He puts five glasses of milk in wine glasses, mm -hmm. and he comments on each flavor as he drinks them down. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> I'm telling uh, you, this thing is full of material right now. Uh, yeah, that, I'm going to have to look that up. Yeah. Here he comes. Mr. Fletcher came up to tell you that he does what's called a sneeze count. He disclosed that in the past 100, uh, 1,249 days, he has sneezed 2,267 times. Wow. And he has gained a profound understanding of the passing of time. <laughs> okay. Well, then. <laughs> I feel like, I mean, right off the bat, I'm, I'm thinking, like, I, I mean, it's one of those things where you're like, okay, how, do you book your, how do you book for this wait. kind of thing? Go okay, ahead. wait, wait, wait. The organizers do their best to keep the audience alert. <laughs> They bring coffee, which they serve, and they also give them a bag of energy bars. <laughs> but, but, see, this has got to be difficult to organize such a thing because what do you, like, when somebody comes to you and goes, all right, here's something that I'm interested in. Wait. I mean, me, it, okay, go. What? I don't know. I feel like I'm wasting Ward, all this time on the most boring thing on earth, so go ahead. Mr. Ward, who is actually the manager of the whole thing, they set up a thousand-piece jigsaw puzzle depicting British cereal boxes from the 1970s. <laughs> Each attendee gets a few pieces of the puzzle and are asked to complete it. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Oh, well, he's... Okay, so here's, okay, here's Miss Lee. This is the last all right, lady. All right, all right. Audience. She says, we're all overstimulated. I could just hear that in a British accent. I it think it's important to stop 
all that for a while and see that's what several hours of being bored really feels like. <laughs> Jesus God. Now, believe it or not, that was in the Wall Street Journal. Oh, my Lord. By the way, it is the number one most read newspaper in the world. Wow. Well, well, uh... Which leaves I, I you just, up. I, I'm just thinking, like... It, and you it, could do a skit out of some part of that. I, I mean, there's a million things, but right off the bat, I'm thinking, like, how do you organize an event like that? Because somebody might come to you and be like, here's something I do that I'm really interested in. And and I feel like your first question would be like, well, are you excited by it? And if they go, yeah, yeah then you go, I'm sorry, we can't do it. Too much excitement. Exactly. <laughs> it's like... Oh, but this I mean, next so, one is really so, good. No, actually, it's not really good. This next one's just going to be suck. Just terrible suck and boring. Uh, you know, but but then to keep them awake for it is almost... It's like it's like people getting a, a early glimpse at hell. Well, Maybe, they do, you know what? It might even be like the Catholic Church. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think maybe it's like a splinter group. So the people are like, oh, my God, this is hell. And they're like, you want to avoid hell, don't you? Well, golly <laughs> gee, have we got just the thing for you? See, I think these people, I mean, this was standing room only. They couldn't fit any more people oh, in this. Standing it room only. Crowd. Oh, my Lord. They paid $24 a piece to go to it. So the guy made some money off of it. And at the same time, these are people that find the quality of this information about boredom to be of interest. And it's like you could walk out of there and say that was the most boring thing ever, and then the oh, promoters oh. are going to go, "Aha, oh, success!" Come yeah. back again, yeah. Yeah, you're like, you that know, was the most hideously boring thing I've ever been through, and then somebody goes, "Oh my God, you got tickets!" What you got to think about is the things that you could think of that would be good to present to the people that are wanting to be bored. One of them would be vacation photos. Oh, yeah, yeah. Pictures of your kids, <laughs> vacation photos. Uh, oh, your dream journal. Dream somebody, journal would also work. Somebody you don't even know you know, showing you their vacation photos. <laughs> and he's me standing next to the yeah. largest the pizza crust <laughs> in all of North America. Here's another one I took of my shoe touching both... The Utah and Arizona borders, you see? See, that's on it. the left... Oh, no, hold on. On the right... No, well, let's see. Hold on. Maybe I have to turn it on. Let's see. I think over here... This is the... On the left would be Utah. And on the... And they, they look identical, but here's a fascinating um, picture I got of a rock, right, just, just inside. And this is a Utah rock. Now, I brought them with me so we could compare the nuances of the two rocks from two different states that were merely, I promise you, only three and a half meters apart. <laughs> yeah. I Or like, bring a plant on stage and just drop a seed in yeah, and, and water it. Grow. And then just <laughs> stare at it for a while. But I mean, I think it seems to me if you wanted to bring the house down... And actually, this yeah. is this 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 might even this is a real thing. But what would bring the house down would just be to get up there and go. <clears throat> and just, and do just said, just do. But what's interesting that you bring up that it was in England because I recently saw and I thought it was a. I was like for for certain, hundred percent, and I'm still pretty damn sure that it's a joke. But the people who talked about it, I was like, there's no way, because they're not even funny people. 
Um, yeah. There was there was that what's that composer that did a did a famous piece called like two thirty or something like that, and it's two minutes and thirty seconds of silence. You know what I'm talking about? I don't about? know anything about that now. There's this famous composer. It's it's some it's some song that's two minutes something of complete and total silence. And I yeah. actually saw a clip where they were like, there was this full orchestra, full orchestra house. We're talking thousands of people, giant opera house. And they <laughs> said, they'll now perform for you live the name of this track, 2.30. And literally, the conductor got up, turned the page, tap, tap, tap. Somebody cleared their throat, nary a sound for two and a half minutes, and then the conductor took a bow, and the place stood up, standing oh, yeah. ovation. Standing ovation. Well, I mean, that's sort of artistic, actually. I, I mean, I, but really? <laughs> I mean, these people were losing, like, and there was, an, there was even, like, a, an announcer guy who came up in the bottom left after it was over and said, Oh, what a thrilling performance. Really, what did you think? And people were just fawning over it. And I was like, please tell me this is a joke. Please. But then now that I find out that there's boredom enthusiasts over there, I somehow think they all were just, they may have been serious. Because they're like, perfect. This is perfectly yeah. boring. This is exactly what we need. I think that's probably part of that whole situation, really. Uh, I mean, it. it uh, I was just weeping with tears in my eyes. I was laughing so hard when I read this article. I mean, that was like unbelievable. Oh, God. That just, and and it just goes goes on and on and on. Sort of right to I've been on for an yeah. hour all and 20. Right, right. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, so before we go, do you have, did you, do you just have the two New Year's resolutions? Well, that's the two that I can think of off the top of my head. Hmm. Uh, some of them are kind of personal, you know. No, I understand. I have a few. I I have my list from last year. I'm trying hey, to, I'm look trying at to... the size of nobody has that many. Do yeah, well, right? no, I like to make a list. Well, because I'm trying to see. I'm trying to figure out the percentage of how many of them I completed. Some of them were really big, like like uh, autumn thing. Make at least an EP length comedy album slash DVD. Cha-ching. Uh, okay. Got that covered. Have a better Christmas than I did in 2009. Cha-ching. Uh, get the registration and license stuff worked out. Get another car. Cha-ching. You know, things like that. Uh, so let's see. One, You've two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. This was last year. Oh, this was last year. Six, okay. Seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, nineteen. Five. Okay, I made twenty-five last year. And three, seven, eleven. And, and eleven of them. I completed. That's so, almost fifty percent. Almost, almost half. Now, and would you it, say you know, that two thousand and nine was like not a good year for you? No, oh nine was pretty good. I did. What not, about oh eight? Huh? What about oh eight? Oh eight was the worst year I've ever had in my life. Okay, well, that's by the, far, absolutely okay. king of the. If I never have, I don't think I. I pray every night that I don't have ever a worse year than 2008. Who are you praying to, by the way? Oh, just me. Oh, okay. <laughs> they had a good thing about uh, uh, on PBS last week about the uh, the Buddha. The Buddha. Very, very good. I mean, no, they had the Dalai Lama on there and everything. Yeah, that guy. He's a winner. Talking about, you know, Nirvana and, and the whole thing. They're a great the band. I like Nirvana. 
Kelly. <laughs> yeah. All right, yeah, no, been up for Christmas now. We gotta go. Yeah. All right. Well, that's good. Uh, and, and I gotta see now. I gotta sit down and make my list for 2011. Yeah. Like. We. What we could do is we could talk about that next time. All right. Well, I'll, I mean, well, obviously, I got personal ones. I won't be revealing when I. Uh, yeah. Well, there's some that you don't want to reveal to anybody. You know. Yeah. Natural. Well, I, mean, you, I have them written down, so I guess I can't be too secretive. I don't have much like, less you know. the general public. You know. Yeah. I mean, I used to. I used to make them all public. You know, I used to just tell everybody. You know, but the 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 it's that old saying is like. Um, Plan for uh, four things. Talk about two of them. Complete five. That's the idea. And I, I found that I was, I was planning ten and talking about eight and completing three. So, have you ever seen the yeah. movie Papillon? No, no, I have not. Okay, Papillon is based on a true story. This was Steve McQueen and Dustin Hoffman. And they get put in this French prison. And the prisoner named, they called him Papillon, he kept escaping, and they'd have to catch him again. That was Steve McQueen. It was a serious movie. Okay. But I'm going to end the conversation with something that happens in the movie that I found kind of strange. He's in this prison for years and years and years, okay? Okay. And there's a little hole where you put your hand where they pass you the food. And he decides that he's going to stick his head out of this hole and try to talk to somebody. And you're thinking, well, what is he going to say? And you know what he wants to know when he looks through the hole? What do I look like? That's what he wants to know. In other words, he's been like 30 years without seeing himself. Oh. Okay? Mm. So his first question, when he finally gets to put his head through the hole from the person next to him in the next cell, is, what do I look like? So that's what I want to ask you as you look here at me and the camera. <laughs> so what do you look like? Yeah. Do I look normal? I mean, uh, like hey, I normally look or hey, older? You look like, yeah. I mean, you look like my dad. Definitely. I mean, I look like the normal guy that I normally am. Yeah. Why would yeah, you not? You know? Well, I don't I know. Mean, I mean, well, you know, as as the years have gone on, I will say that you, your resemblance to Da, uh, uh, your father, is getting closer. Oh. But uh, oh, it's beyond belief. When I look in know. the mirror, I'm going, jeez. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I feel like I look just like him, really. He had more of a like a growl kind of. Well, not that voice. he was a, not that he was an unhappy guy, but he he always kind of had that you know like kind of. Well, his voice underbite is... maybe I don't know. Underbite? Yeah, I feel like there was something in my in my you know from what I remember he always kind of had that like kind of expression on his face. You mean? Yeah, kind of kind of like you know sneer <laughs> almost, but but that makes him sound like an unhappy guy, and I wouldn't have I wouldn't necessarily from what I know of him wouldn't have pegged him as an unhappy guy. No, one of the subjects I was going to cover in this. On this issue, I'll cover very quickly. We could get to it later if you want to. Okay. I was going to cover the relationship between sons and fathers because, in my case, I really shouldn't complain about my relationship with my kids because I had no relationship with my father. I mean, we just did not have a relationship. And it wasn't out of 
some cruelty or, you know, something like that. It was just that I was so uh, raised by my mother and spent so much time with her because he traveled a lot that he was not a factor, you know. He, ne he never was a factor. And it didn't bother him to not be a factor. <laughs> but, uh, so, you know, there's a lot of different relationships people have with their kids. And sometimes it becomes a terrible. I mean, I know people that don't even talk to their kids. Phone calls. Somebody's Speaking called. Kids. <laughs> I'll let it go to the answer machine. All right. All right, Dad. Let's, uh, let's do it next week. All right, sounds good, and uh, have a happy new year. Same to you, and be careful around there. Oh, I did have a quick question. Is uh, Did you ever, remember when you were a kid, and anybody ever talk about, let's say, 2011, 2012, and you thought, God, I'll be blank years old by then, and it seemed like it was 400 years away? Well, actually, we used to talk about the year 2000, yeah. Yeah, naturally, yeah. You would, you would have conversations about the year 2000. Yeah. But uh, never, never choosing, you know, 2011 or anything, but definitely 2000. You know, what are you going to be doing in the year 2000? I mean, that was even a, like a discussion in school and everything, you know. Yeah. Well, I can remember uh, when I turned 30, you know, it was, was uh, 2008. And, uh, and I remember being a kid and thinking about 30, just randomly going when i turn 30 to be 2008 we'll all be in flying cars and you know yeah <laughs> everything will, and i don't know anyway yeah I've been you, thinking you, a lot about that. it's easy to think about stuff that hasn't happened you know i mean it's, it's this that way all right i gotta go yeah. all right take Seven, care dad nice talk take to it you. easy i love you and we'll see you we'll see you uh, some more now that i got the camera going the camera really makes it a lot more fun all right, good times. Well, I'm glad right. to see you, and uh, looking in good health. Stay healthy. That's it. That's All the right. key to everything. <laughs> Isn't it always? All right. So, okay, bye-bye. All right, love you, bye-bye.